we're in right now, Lord. We thank you that we can come together on a Friday night and we can just sit in your presence and just praise your name. You are so worthy. Your name is so great. We exalt it in the highest of places. Lord God, I just pray over the rest of tonight, I pray that you will speak through me, that this message will be something that the kids can, can, can listen to. Lord, I just pray for our hub time. I pray for everyone here. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. How good was that, guys? How good was worship? Good worship. Jesus is here, isn't he? It's good, it's good. I just want, I just want more of that all the time, right? More of that. All right, guys, tonight we have our very first Hubs Night. Who's pumped for Hubs Night? Yeah? Girls can cook sausages pretty well. <laughs> okay. You're allergic to... Okay, so... Hubs Night tonight, guys. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I'm going to preach a bang, bang, quick message. And then we're going to be splitting up into our, into our hubs in our ages. We're all ready together. That's good. So without further ado, I'm not going to waste any time because we want as much time together for discussion and for, you know, that beautiful, intimate time together. So how good is God, right, guys? How good, yeah? Do you guys just want more of that? More of that all the time? More. You guys seem to have cottoned on pretty quick. The theme for this evening is more. So, who was here last week? Nice. That's a lot of you guys. That's a lot. That's good. Who remembers what Meg was preaching about? 1 Samuel and King David. Bang on. Well done. Absolutely, bigger and better. So, one of her points last week, if you remember, was big faith. We need to be like David with our big faith, right? And that ties in really quite well into my message. And she made a point, said, having big faith in God, that he will use us, but he will use us if we let him. Having big faith in God, that he will use us if we let him. Do you guys know the story of the Israelites in Deuteronomy and Joshua? Do you guys know that? Deuteronomy and Joshua, two books of the Bible in the Old Testament. And oh my goodness, Deuteronomy and Joshua, there is a lot that happens in those two books. Have you guys read it just through and through? It's crazy. It's tremendously fast-paced. Like it just goes bang, 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 bang. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. And it's about 30 years. It's about 30 years span. And so essentially what's happening in those 30 years is the tribe of Israel is traveling from Egypt with a promise from God. That promise from God is that he has got a land for them, a promised land. And so they're work, walking through the desert for 30 years. 30 years is, it's a long time. It's a short time in the scheme of things, but it's a long time. If you think about how old you will be in 30 years. 22. I'm going to be 50. And that's really weird. 30 years, I'll be 50. That's weird as. Yeah. And we actually all haven't been alive for 30 years. So it's actually quite a long time. 
So guys, can you imagine walking through a desert for 30 years? That's a long time. Yeah, I can't imagine it either, Hamish. It's a long time. And did you know that throughout their journey, they came across a lot of obstacles? A lot of obstacles. There were armies and cities that were out to destroy them quite constantly. And reading through Deuteronomy and Joshua, you'll pick up on a, a pretty quick, uh, pretty quickly you'll pick up on a pattern. So every single time they're faced with an army or a city that they need to defeat, they go into the presence of God. That's the first thing they do every time. They seek God first. And when they seek God, he gives them instructions. He goes, all right, guys, this is what you need to do. You need to send 2,000 men to these guys and I've delivered into, into your hands. Every single time they seek God, he tells them what to do, how to win the battle, yeah? He says, it has been delivered into your hands or I'm giving you this city. You will certainly win this battle. The battle's already won. And it's won because of their faith in God. Yeah? So every time they seek God, he pulls through and he doesn't, he doesn't leave them. He's got their back no matter what. I think that's pretty cool. Now, guys, faith takes action. They seek God. That's their action. And God pulls through. So... It says in James 4, verse 8. If you have your Bibles, you can flip to it. Yeah? 4, verse 8 in James. It says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Or draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It also says a similar thing in Deuteronomy 4, verse 7. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way that the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? Whenever we pray to God, he's near to us. No other nation, no other religion, nothing has got a God like that. When we pray, he's near. He comes. We have full assurance that when we pray, he's near, no matter what, no matter what. So guys, that means that getting more of God has never been easier. All you have to do is draw near to God. You just have to draw near and he will show up. You've got more of God immediately. Simple ways to do things like that is prayer and reading your Bible. Now, going back to the story of the Israelites, the only times that God does not pull through for them is actually when they are disobedient. It's when they don't seek God first and it's when they're unfaithful and they don't follow his instructions. In Joshua chapter 7, there's a gentleman named Achan or Achan. I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation. And he disobeys God. So in Joshua chapter 7, God gives the tribe of Israel instructions. He says, 7 verse 18, But keep away from the devoted things, so that you will not bring your own destruction by taking any of them. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into the treasury. So God's saying, I'm going to give you this city over here, this city called Jericho, but you're not allowed to touch these things that I've told you not to touch. Can anyone guess what Achan did? He touched the butt. He touched them. He stole and he kept it for himself and he didn't tell anyone. He was sneaky. He was sneaky. Yeah. Now, because of that, the next time the Israelites needed to win a battle, another city or something came up, a city, an army came up against them. What do, yeah, what do you think happened? 
I, I missed, I don't know what you said. <laughs> but you know what happened? Yeah, they didn't win. They, they, did, they didn't win. They got defeated. And it's because of Achan's disobedience. God remembered his disobedience from the previous time. God does not reward disobedient behavior. Yeah, doesn't reward it. Have you ever felt like God isn't speaking to you in a situation, like you're praying to God and you're asking him all, all these questions and you're just not hearing from him? You're saying, God, where are you? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. Perhaps when that's happening, maybe you need to check yourself. Maybe you need to be like, hey, maybe, maybe I'm being disobedient. Maybe that's why God's not listening to me. And all God wants to do is allow you to recognize that, to recognize your disobedience, say, oh, God, I'm sorry. And then you can grow and you can become better and you can get more of God because you've recognized your, short, your shortfall and you can move forward. Now, I'm sure that you've already made this connection. Some of you have already made this connection. But the walk that the Israelites were going through in the desert for 30 years to the promised land is very, very, very similar to our walk with God. Yeah. The promised land, it's the plans and the rewards and the blessings that God has got for us. Egypt, where they were coming from, where they were being sent away from, is our old and sinful life. It's the life that's dead to us when we are when we welcome Jesus into our hearts. And the armies and the cities that are out to destroy the Israelites and attack them are the attacks of the devil, the hard times, the adversity, the mountains that we face on a day-to-day basis. That's what the armies are. And you know what? Our God is the same God that the Israelites had. So what do you think God's going to do? If we're facing a mountain or we're walking through a desert and we come across a city or an army that wants to destroy us, what do you think God can do? He's going to help you out. Yeah, he will, but, there's a but. He's not going to help you out unless you let him. There's a catch. God has already won every single victory that needs to be won in your life. He's won every battle, every battle you're facing. He's already won it. That's a promise. Through faith and obedience with him, we can have the strength and the courage that followed Moses and Joshua through the desert. Joshua 21, verse 44 to 45 says, Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all their enemies over to them. Not one of all the Lord's God's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Every single one of them. God doesn't back down on his promises. And if he's made a promise to us, that he's won every battle, it's going to be fulfilled. But the fact is, guys, is that it is completely and utterly on us. We act and God responds. The Israelites, they would seek God, he would pull through. If they were disobedient, you know, he's not having a bar of it. And it's for both the good and the bad, yeah. He will not show up if we're disobeying him. So, guys, I want to leave us tonight with just this note before we break up into our hub groups. Is that we have to draw near to God for him to draw near to us. 
he does not enter without an invitation. If you want more of God, if you want more of God in your life, you're the one that needs to take the first step. Knock on a door will be open to you. You just have to knock. Faith takes action and God will only use us if we let him use us. He's not going to enter an uninvited heart, an uninviting heart. So guys, does everyone know their care groups, their hubs groups? Yes. All right, if you don't know, we have got the 6 to 8 boys. If you're in grade 6 to 8, you're with Mr. Isaac Tank. Where's Isaac? Six to eight boys can go over there. We have got, what comes after eight? Nine. She said ten. Nine to ten boys are with Nick Steenbergen. Did you guys go with Nick? And then we have 11 to 12 boys with Hamish, yeah. (laughs) We have got... Six to eight girls, you're with me, so we'll just wait a second. Eight to nine girls. Nine to ten girls are with Victoria. And 11 to 12 girls are with Rhiannon. 